0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Cyber Empowerment Podcast. We have a very special guest with us today, Mr. Sean Rayburn from Activision Blizzard King. Many of you may recognize this company from its very popular titles, including Overwatch, Call of Duty, Skylanders, Candy Crush, and many other titles. Sean is a seasoned security professional with vast experience spanning across some of the most renowned companies in the industry. Before working at ABK, Sean has dedicated over two decades of his career at Microsoft. During his time at Microsoft, he climbed the ranks from a support engineer to a principal consultant in the Azure Cloud and AI group. Sean, it's an honor to have you with us today. So just to get us started here, what is your definition of cybersecurity? So, my definition of cybersecurity is
1: the practice of trying to make sure that threats to your technology infrastructure are mitigated in a way to keep threats from the outside as well as from the inside away from the core function of that technology.
0: So, you've worked in many different companies in the cybersecurity industry, including Target, Microsoft. Activision Blizzard King and also the NYPD. yeah man yep.
1: and uh i also built out uh helped build out uh wick with it. it's the uh, women infant and children's program in uh in a few states in the in the south uh southwest United States which is a completely different uh, model a, a retail model or like video games it's completely different and you know the the threat model for one place is you know not necessarily what you would perceive it in another place. Yeah, I had a very good conversation with NYPD and the leader at the time, Yosef uh, Lehrman, I had a conversation with him and I told him what my perception was of his threat model. I was like, you know, you guys are police officers and you want to make sure that you're maintaining chains of custody and that, that, you know, the the data that we're getting doesn't influence court cases and things like that. The technology does the work that is there and it and it does a really good job of it and protecting that's important. But what keeps me up at night are the, the hacktivists. And I was like, I, it blew my mind. It absolutely did. You know, other conversations, other industries, you know, their their priority might be, you know, e-commerce or it might be the the money that's coming in or it might be the um, enablement of their people. You know, they'll in my current role now, you know, working at ABK, the threats come from everywhere, man. And not only that, the volume is huge, right? And And that's actually the bigger issue isn't necessarily the the threats that come in, it's the volume of good traffic versus the volume of bad traffic, right? Because there's so many people that use and consume the products that, you know, it, it's a lot easier to slip behind the the good traffic, right? It's a lot easier because it's just the volume is huge, right? The 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 end user base is so much bigger. You know, you look at you know you look at the retail sectors, you know, the the their customer volume is whoever comes in or whoever logs onto that website.
0: Definitely. There's a lot of different intricacies in the cybersecurity with all of these different sectors. I kind of want to touch on the gaming sector. So you've recently moved to ABK. What are some of the cybersecurity-related issues that you would typically face in the gaming industry?
1: You know, in, in our industry with with the games, you know, you have the IP. You got to protect the IP. And then, you know, all these games, they have a lot of these games now, they have a, a pipeline for money. So you want to make sure that, that A, that that works, and B, that that money's coming to us and not going out to a, you know, another place, right? So that's a big thing in our threat model. And then you have the stuff that, you know, really kind of keeps the lights on. We need to make sure that people are able to play, right? We need to make sure that the systems that people are playing on are up and that they're working, and that they not only are up and working, but they provide a safe place for people to play, and that they provide a means for a fair fight for everybody that's fighting, right? You, you, if you go into a game and you're constantly getting beat, either by somebody that's just a superior player, or by somebody that's cheating their tail off, you know, we want to make sure that we're putting people in places where they're playing with uh, people around the same skill level so that, that that is a huge piece of IP that we need to make sure that we protect, and then also we want to make sure that we can accurately detect when people are cheating and providing an upper hand. Because you know, if, if if you're going through and you're playing a game against somebody that's cheating, and you find out that they're cheating, and and we just allow it to happen, you're you're gonna take you're you're gonna take your ball and you're gonna go home.
0: I definitely agree with you. I know many of us gamers don't like getting beat in a game. Because someone is cheating with um, Aimbot or is hogging all of the legendary items in a game. So do you find that the threat landscape in different games differ from each other? Maybe, for example, is the threat landscape in Candy Crush different from the threat landscape in Overwatch? That's a really good question.
1: You know, I look at, I look at, uh, I look at our competitors' games, you know, like Super Mario Brothers and this is this is my opinion this isn't Activision's opinion this is Sean's opinion right but from a cyber perspective you know i think we all face some of the same problems right and, and that's you know we're, we have to protect our ip we have to protect the competitive advantages that we all have where the money comes in though is in the uniqueness and and the the verbosity of that gameplay and that's what we have to protect right? We have to protect that ahead of release, and then we have to pr- protect how that works after release, right? Whether it's, you know, ahead ahead of release, we want to make sure that there are features that just don't get disclosed. We have this new thing that's going to make it to where it's easier to, you know, progress, whether it's easier to aim the weapon, or easier to move around, or easier to jump, or easier to um, not hurt your thumbs when you're pounding on that
0: B button. Kind of switching gears a little bit, many students including high schoolers think have this notion that to be in cybersecurity, you must be directly involved in things like programming or coding, but this is not always the case. So can you shed some light on the diverse roles available in the cybersecurity industry?
1: Yeah. So first and foremost, people are like, one of the questions like, I, I get all the time is, you know, how do I, how do I break into cyber? And that doesn't necessarily mean that I need to be a programmer to do that. It could be some. It could be that okay, I'm going to apply this programming in a different way. Somebody else's program that's it, already been done in a different way, or I'm going to build a process around how that works. So you look at the most basic structure in cybersecurity, which is the username password, right? It's the how I'm going to identify somebody, and then what's unique to them. There are different ways to address that, right? You can try to replace it which a lot, I mean, that's what the industry is trying to do. They're trying to replace it with, okay, you know, we're going to use a thumbprint reader, or we're going to use a smart card and certificate, or we're going to buzz you on your phone and make you put, type in the code that the phone tells you to type in, right? It, it's, it's, there's 15 different ways to solve that problem. Well, first thing you have to ide- ideate that. Second of all, you have to make it easier for people. Um, so you know, there's the programming, there's the psychological aspects. You can get into you can get into cybersecurity and be really, really good as a psychology major, right? Or somebody that's good at psychology because a lot of cybersecurity is protecting users from themselves and their behaviors. And and, and you know, some of the most impactful cybersecurity projects I, that I worked on ha- absolutely did not touch the tech until it was absolutely necessary. And people are like, what degree do I need to get into to be in cyber? I'm like, there are a lot of degrees that will... Get you to that end, you have to set yourself. Well, you have to set yourself apart in an exceptional manner. If you're not quite there yet, you know the biggest thing is is you know figure out how to solve problems. Figure out how to solve problems. Number one, and number two, figure out how to complete tasks. Shows the employer that you can solve problems, and then you can start to apply the specialization that you would need in order to to get to that task, right? And that specialization could be that I'm great at Windows or I'm great at you know, I'm great at, you know, Macs, or I'm great at uh, stuff in the cloud, or I'm great at, you know, databases or whatever, right? First and foremost, you have to be a good problem solver. And then you have to be somebody that can complete the jobs, right? And and that's how, that's what you have to be able to showcase in order to get yourself into that, really really any technology arena, but you know, specifically cyber.
0: So I also want to touch a little bit on your own story. So how did you yourself get interested in technology and cybersecurity specifically?
1: I, when I was in the sixth grade, I said I wanted to be in video games. You know, the perception of the, at the time was, oh, I want to, I want to work with the gameplay elements and help the games be harder or help the games be more fun and, and all of that. That's kind of the perception that. I think maybe people might have had when I said that, and it might have been the perception even I had when I said that. But the way that I ended up getting in was through cybersecurity, right? It wasn't through being an artist. I was I was a math major in college. I went to school for math, and I was good at solving math problems. I, was, I Did I love it? No, I absolutely hated it. But I was good at solving problems. So how did I get into cyber? I was good at solving problems, right, and then go through and... Uh, I get my first job at Microsoft where I was taking phone calls on Windows 2000 Active Directory, which is an, more of an identity component, but identity is the core function, is the core unit of cyber, right? The first thing I would say is, is don't focus on what's happening now, but really more of an expert at what's going to happen three years from now.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think it's very important, especially in cybersecurity, to be able to adapt and to be able to continuously and actively learn. And there's actually a research study by the Information Systems Security Association which said that 93% of cybersecurity professionals surveyed agreed that they must keep up with their skills or else the organizations that they work for will be at a significant disadvantage against cyber attackers. So, why do you think students such as myself should consider pursuing a career in cybersecurity?
1: In cyber, we've 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 got a deficiency of three point five million positions. So, I mean, like, you think about that for a second. That's that is one percent of the population of the United States. Yeah, we need people. It's fun. It's fulfilling yeah. career. You get to do a lot of really cool stuff. If you're somebody that thrives in a heated situation there are jobs for you because I mean you know cyber there's people that play defense there's people that do incident response there's people that do compromise recovery there are people that do monitoring there are people that do penetration testing I mean how cool is that
0: all right thank you Sean for joining us on the podcast today it was really an honor to speak with you and I hope you have a great day oh man it's been great thank you